carry on. Hi guys. And welcome to Sex and the City Podcast. Samantha's like, he's got the most perfect dad. <laughs> How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Thanks. Bye. Great sex. You guys have your things? Do you have your things? Yes. Okay. Get your things and get the fuck out. Oh, I think I have. Who am I, Corinne from The Bachelor? Fuck you, bitch. Okay, and then I'm just gonna Two get a souls, little more one cup. Regular. <laughs> oh no, no, I was gonna use that joke. Why? I'm glad you went ahead and just. Did it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that feels good. Am I the only one in the room who's actually seen that? I've never watched yes, it. I'll never watch it. That's nasty. I had it sent to me, and I watched it before I realized it was happening. And you watched by the way, it? I mean, like the first three seconds. By the way, by I the died. way, of all the people in this room, I'm the person who can handle what happens in Two Girls One Cup. Please, the least. can we talk about something else? Bye. <laughs> Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to season four, oh. episode one of Carry On, Finally. the Sex and the City Finally, podcast. it's happened to me right in front of my face, and I just cannot hide it. Finally. All right. Well, you I'm your co-host, Alec Wells, a.k.a. Friar Fuck. You tell him Friar Fuck. I'm your co-host, Cat Wells, a.k.a. Le Cepis, the best. And with us tonight, well, it's the season premiere of one of the best seasons, so of course Mm. we had the best guests with us tonight, Matthew Scott and Daniel Montgomery. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. It's so great to have you guys. It feels like it's been years. It's been months. A lot has happened. I'm so glad that you asked just me, not Daniel. No, I'm so glad you asked me (laughs) or us to be here for this episode because... This is one of my top six favorite episodes. Yes, yes. I have I, it on my phone. I know it very, very yep. well. I watch it all the time. I'm so glad that we're here, and I'm so glad this is happening. I want to make a statement, which is this might be my favorite episode okay. <gasps> of the entire really? of the entire series. Wow. Yeah. You were, you didn't like ejaculate too much like with your mouth save it for the podcast you You know what I mean you did thank you this episode definitely has some of my favorite moments of the entire series yes completely easily it really to me this episode feels like okay now we're watching Sex in the City. Yeah, and, right. and the series knows that we're watching yeah. Sex in the City. Because I'm, as you guys know, I'm not a big fan of seasons one, two, and three necessarily. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of the show. But now we're getting into like this really, it feels real, feels right. They, they're hitting their stride. It seems yeah. as though they, they are, like Daniel, I think you said, that they, they seem to be conscious of the fact that like, so the way that this episode opens yes, is the they're walking down the street and the narration is Iconic. like if you are single there is one thing you should always take with you when you go out on a Saturday night your friends this, the show knows at this point that women identify with these women yes. they aspire to be these women they are they are getting together with their girlfriends making Cosmopolitans just to watch this show yeah. well how sex in the city are we right now I'm Samantha you're Charlotte and you're the lady at home who watches it this episode starts with each girl gets her own intro. Yes, yeah. which really feels to me like you can hear the people at home just cheering yeah. for their favorites when they show up. And also, is this 
the first time in a while, or the first, I think this will be the only at least season finale, or I'm sorry, premiere or finale, really, where they're all single. They're yes. all single, and I, that's what I love oh, so much about yeah. this that's episode. That's why you love it. Yeah, they're all interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the most interesting when they're all single. Uh, yeah. I should have said, uh, the episode we just finished watching is The Agony and the Ecstasy, which aired June 3rd, 2001. Mm-hmm. It was written and directed by Michael Patrick King, Obvi. Yeah, oh. we all kind of collectively yeah. murmured in approval when we remembered that he did that when we saw his name come up on the screen. Yes. I So you guys mentioned the way that this episode opens, which is so great. Each of the women is looking at themselves in the mirror. In and the I feel mirror. like each shot says something about our favorite characters. Yeah. I mean, especially Samantha's the easy go-to because you see her medicine cabinet is open. And there are Trojan condoms in there. Samantha. Girl gotta be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Miranda catches herself as she's leaving, almost as an afterthought. Yeah, she looks kind of good. It's so fun to see, like, these women in between things. I know I've said this on the podcast before, but, like, this is such a good show because you fill in the blanks and you don't see them. You, like, in your mind, you know these characters as well as you know yourself, so in between scenes, you imagine what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I like these just kind of quick moments of them getting ready and going out for Big Night Out. And we get to see Miranda's mirror face. Yeah, she yeah, has yeah a great we do. Mirror face. Everyone has a mirror Everyone face. Everyone has yes. a mirror face. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, do you guys ever do that thing... <laughs> This is like the secret single behavior, except when I look in the mirror, I sort of imagine I'm talking to someone. Do you guys do that? <laughs> like, I'm sort of like, Can you be more specific? Is there, well, phrase, like, yeah, is there a default phrase that comes well, like, to mind no, where I'm you're not, like, I'm oh, never thanks. actually talking, but I'm just sort of like, Oh really? <laughs> because no. like, because I want to imagine how you in your natural not, state. Because if you're looking in the mirror and you're being silent and you're like voguing, that's not how you are in uh-huh. a. Con- well, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but that's <laughs> not how I am in a conversation. You know, I, so I'd rather know what I look like as I'm speaking to you I know now. What you mean. I used so when to, I look in the, the way, mirror, it's as though I've just made like a good joke to, to somebody. To that point, and, yeah. I I used to when I was younger try to catch myself looking really naturally in the mirror like try to do you know what I'm, daniel's I'm yes doing you're, it right now. you're perfecting what but it's like you, you realize there's no absolutely no way to like see yourself like like see yourself without looking yourself in the eye and the do you know what i'm saying but yes. i would try to like i would like try to look as natural as possible and then like quickly look up to see <laughs> what i look like when i see just, if you were looking at back at yourself yes you are. I, I am every time. Have you ever looked in a mirror and then... It, I, this is in some... In, um, uh, can I speak? In a bathroom sometimes you'll have a mirror in front of you and then a medicine cabinet. Oh, yes. And yes. there's a mirror and you, and can, you can see, see your reflection's reflection and then you see how you really look and you scream. That yes. fucks you up. I house sat in a while at a place and I hated being there because I would spend so much more time in the mirror because I'm like, that's what I really look like and I have to fix everything. Yes. That's, tar- <laughs> that's the Target dressing rooms do that. If you ever are trying on oh, yeah. Target. Oh, yeah. You can you can sort of do the triangle. Like it's you the can. triangle. Yeah. And you can where you see can your good them. side and your bad side. <laughs> yeah. And you just see your die. backside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty kind good. Of fun. Um, it is good. Mm-hmm. I so we li- we live in LA and uh, it it is a town with a lot of mirrors. narcissism and mirrors yeah. and that can be problematic when you go out to dinner sometimes. I've gone out to dinner <laughs> with people where I'm looking at them and they're looking at me but behind me is a mirror. <laughs> I so they're looking at themselves and you can kind of tell something's off cuz they're not looking you <laughs> so in the eye. So growing up it, in our driving around with my parents in the 
car, if you drive behind whoever the driver if is, I, mostly if you my sit dad, behind the driver's seat, you just stare at yourself in the rear view. <laughs> in the rear view mirror, you can see yourself. And so I remember one time, and growing up, basically our assigned seats was Daniel sat in the back left, and I sat in the back right. I love yeah. So Daniel's that. always looking in the mirror. But I remember a couple times I would like, you know, and Daniel's like, I don't want to stare at myself in the rear view the, the whole time the we're driving. Is, if, if I see, if, if I can see myself in a mirror, I can't sit at a restaurant where I can see myself mm-hmm. in a mirror because I will look at myself. And it's not vanity. It's like paranoia because I know someone's looking at me and it's me. Yes. <laughs> you know? My friend Rachel, um, who doesn't listen to this podcast, and she fucking bitch. should. And how dare she? And she'll never hear this. She sounds this. like a dumb bitch. But yeah. she, a dumb she, mirror bitch. She has... Um, <laughs> She, I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she knows. Trust me. She'll uh, never hear she, this. She'll never listen, even though I've asked her to. Um, wow. But she's she's Instagram famous uh, for uh, fitness. She's a fitness person, fitness blogger in LA, and she follow her at Sweat and Repeat LA. What? Wow. And uh, she, but she uh, when she's doing her Instagram stories, and I keep meaning to talk to her about this. She'll talk to... She'll be like, I just went to Sweet Green and had a salad. Now I'm going to spin, you guys. Talk to you about later. And when she's doing a video, she doesn't look in the camera. She looks at herself. She looks at herself. And it's ever so slightly different where her eyes are. And it drives me nuts. I'm like, I've got to teach her how to look into the camera because it's disconcerting. It's disconcerting. I understand the temptation. Yeah. Matthew will also tell you that there's Alec and then there's and then there's Mirror, there's Mirror Alec, Alec. <laughs> and they're like what? two different people you've seen your husband's reflection in a mirror Explain, he looks please. absolutely nothing like himself he looks like a completely different warped Missyus plus yeah. like, like bizarro I, I remember version. for years hearing about Mirror Alec but I, I know, I've never met him after our recording yeah. we should all go over to a mirror and you'll get to meet him <laughs> I'm afraid I'm afraid there will be a ghost that will appear in the mirror I don't and Alec's like a very handsome guy and Mirror Alec is really handsome too you just look very different what's really oh. disconcerting about that is that I, I don't know you what don't know I what look you like. really look like you've only ever met Mirror Alec <laughs> this is really shocking uh, yeah. that I've been married to you for over a year and I've known you for over 10 well it's about yeah. time you meet Mirror Alec yeah. yeah so we got to meet Mirror Samantha and Mirror Miranda and Charlotte we got yeah. to meet the whole Ready. gang yeah. okay so let's talk about them we'll, we'll, we'll figure out whose story we're going to tell but let's just talk about the four of them on the street because that's, that's such I love. a great we start, the, we start the episode we don't start the episode with Carrie's story we start the episode with it's like all we're, the girls. we're giving the crowds what they want, giving the fans yeah. what they want. Give all us. four yeah. of our single ladies walking down a cobble walk and talk. And, yeah. and somebody says, "Why are we walking so fast?" Yeah. And I love walking. I love. Fast. And I hate when people in front of me on the street aren't walking fast enough. And I'm not even a New Yorker. <laughs> I love. But she's probably, um, fast, she's probably running. Yeah. I love Carrie's <laughs> little red riding hood realness. What? Her- she looked like a crazy magician assistant to me. <laughs> yeah. She's got them gloves on. What? Yeah. One thing that Kat pointed out to me, yes, and yes ago, is how in this in this scene. Yes. Was it you pointing this out? Let's it just is, say it. It is Kat. I know what you're going to say, and it is. SJP features the cape. She, she knows. This is the thing. SJP has said that she uh, wasn't that into fashion, didn't know that much about fashion before she started doing the show and working with Pat Field. And she developed this, like, passion for fashion mm-hmm. through doing the show. A fashion passion. A fashion passion, if you will and I will. Uh, and, of course, by this Ish. point in time, she's a producer. And she's really, she's really invested in the fact that the show inadvertently has kind of become this, like, fashion sieve through which, like, the... And so... 
when she's wearing these fashions, she makes it a point that she wears a few capes in this episode. She and does. you watch it, she she flips it open and she shows you so the inside. So we can inside. see the inside of the cape. The inside the cape is experience. red. You can see her white magician she gloves. Does, she, she does, does feature the gloves too. People do all too. this work yeah. to design these fashions for us to just not pay attention to them. And yeah. so yeah, she, she, she walks gives in them such a due. way that you she gives the cape. Movement. It's really satisfying. Yeah. The ladies are on their way to an engagement party. Mm-hmm. Two souls, one, one thought. thought. For, uh, Danny and some nameless woman uh, are Fucking, I don't know, Rachel. yeah, and uh, and <laughs> they Rachel. they've known this Danny guy for ten years in the Sex and the City cute guy spectrum who are always just like fugly fugs. Yes. I think this guy's actually pretty cute. Sure, I agree, absolutely. I can't remember his face. He he's sort of just generic. He's got that late nineties like two buttons undone express men. He's shirt. cute. He has kind of a husky chubs thing going he on. Does. He does. Yeah. He's sort of a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and we can't remember him, but he can't remember Miranda. Haley, this is Carrie and Charlotte. Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Oh, right. And, and I love how Carrie says, really sticks up. Carrie goes, uh, Miranda. They're both like, no, yeah. that's not my Yeah, name. and each of the ladies, save for Charlotte, has hooked up with the groom in some way Ish, or the well, other. Yeah, yeah, Samantha. I mean, sorry, I was going to say... I was going to, I was about to say Cynthia, and then I corrected myself <laughs> saying Samantha, but I meant was Miranda. Uh, Miranda. <laughs> wow. It's you... Miranda. I know. It's Miranda. <laughs> but she showed him a tit in a, in a coat check. Yeah, she did. There's Once. a thing about sex in the city and showing one tit, because Charlotte's going to do that later to a sailor in Anger oh, Away, God. the season York, York. five premiere. Ooh, I still so can't, can't believe we actually away. see Kristen Davis's breast. I love it. It's great. It's it's oh, insane. I think it's great too. I can't believe like, wow, No, yeah, I agree. I forget every time that. We really see it. We yeah, really each see it. She shows gift. us that perfect tit. <laughs> each yes. tit truly is. Kristen a Davis gift held out here. and finally she was like, fine, but only one tit. Yeah. You get one. You get one. And we will fa- we Just thank like Danny her. got from S- Samantha Cynthia Miranda. Oh. <laughs> Miranda. <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like my mom when she's trying to remember which kid she's talking about. Oh, oh mom. Oh, so why don't we talk about Miranda's storyline first? Because this is a good segue. So Miranda, the, we, Miranda. We're, at this, we're at this engagement party. Love is in the air. People are talking about Miranda's bump it gets higher and higher. Yeah. It does. Everyone's asking. Hair work. She's about like, it's Car- happy. I like how Miranda She's also like Carol tucks, Brady. She tucks. She is. She tucks some of her hair behind her ear, and some of it comes forward. So it's like I think of it as elf hair because you know elves. When people play elves in movies, they always have a little hair in front of the ear and a little hair behind, so that the ears can be showcased. The pointy ears. Yes. That's all. Go yeah. on, Alec, please. It's so it's take us baby there. Bird hair. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's true. <laughs> that baby bird egg tooth hair. Ew, egg tooth. <laughs> so. <laughs> So love is in the air. Um, you know, everyone's talking about who are you dating? Who are you seeing? The women are all gathered this is a together very 2001 asking questions. Thing. It's like Is it? I have to assume it is cuz I don't know anyone who walks up and goes, "Uh, you know, thank you for being here at my engagement party." Now, how about you? Like, why does See, it have to be I about feel that? like I feel like it happens if you're saying what I think you're saying. I was thinking about this watching this episode because being a single single dude right now, I'm thinking about how there are certain people in my life, like yes. peripherally, who I once say. I was in a relationship seemed much more comfortable around me, mm. and Ooh. it was as if we were 
you know, the last, the last relationship I was in was the most like kind of adult relationship that I guess I've been in. And those around me, it's as if some people were like, Oh, now I can finally talk to you. Or I just, I don't know if I was projecting, but I got this air that like I was Mm. part of the club now kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Wow. And then now that I'm single again, I'm hyper aware of how that's so important where it's like, hi, how are you? Are you seeing anybody? And it's like, oh, you're not, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. It's confusing for certain. The thing is, wow. I mean, now that you're not in the club, how do you pay for health insurance? Like, is that, <laughs> do you do Cobra? What? Um, exactly. That's an employment joke. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm no, I this. thought you were going to say that it's like, I hate this, but it's like of a certain age you go to parties and then suddenly the conversation is like, are you seeing someone? Like, this is sort of the time. I just any boys? I just feel like I would never ever start a conversation with someone that way. And I've I've had friends before say (sighs) when I'm with singles say, say things like and I I don't have, like I'm in a relationship, it's great, everything's great but it it's never been a priority in my entire life to be like I need a boyfriend I've got to have a I've got to have a partner like it's yeah. just never been a priority yeah. for me and I remember having a conversation with a friend who was like so you dating anybody and I'm like no like no and they're like oh but don't it's exactly this episode like oh don't worry like you'll find somebody and I I remember being thinking I'm That's not worried not yeah like yeah. I'm yeah. fine. I'm really good. Like I'd be, I'm fine. And I, and I also feel like it's all in the like delivery on the part of the person asking the question, whether or not they're like they're like, hey, are you seeing anybody? Um, like just as a curiosity thing, versus like framing it as though you. I hope that you are because that would be like the ultimate thing. Yes, well, like, and that's this, a very the, different. My friend type also of said way. something like. Um, uh, Oh, I just want that for you. You know, like I want oh you to my. be happy. I had someone tell and me, I'm like, once, I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm all praying good. for you to find someone. Whoa. See, I f- you know what I feel like that is a short-sightedness on the part of the person asking the question because it implies that they they can't imagine another type of life yes. yeah. than what like they go, "Well, this is what makes me happy they're, for whatever right. reason." They're, and so the, yeah. They're projecting exactly. their worldview onto you and we don't all have to say like share the same worldview because yeah. the things that are important to other people are necessarily important to us and just to catch the listeners up basically what happens is you know they say to miranda like are you seeing anyone so it's the woman like a group of women just kind of staring at at, yeah the women and men have paired off just like every party i hate yeah yeah and so they're kind of yeah drilling they're like what about you miranda seeing anyone special Actually, no, but I am seeing a whole bunch of unspecial guys. <laughs> That's one of the requirements to date me. Are you special? Sorry, move along. But if you have any unspecial friends, could you give them my number? <laughs> I'm serious. Do any of you have a completely unremarkable friend or maybe a houseplant I could go to dinner with on Saturday night? She's <laughs> hilarious. And Carrie's not having it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always bothered me a little how how m- miffed Carrie is by... by uh, Miranda's routine because I kind of love it. It's kind of fun. She's just like fighting I fire think it's with equal fire. Equal parts or Carrie being where she is in her life at that point, and also her playing the audience a little bit. I think yeah. no, for those people I who see. might be thinking that thing, and it's kind of a storytelling device. But it's all, I think I feel like it's one of those rare instances in like an otherwise perfect episode where I I kind of think of Carrie as like the queen of deflection comedy or like making things okay comedy, yeah. and so that's sort of Carrie's normal role. Even if she, even if she doesn't necessarily believe it, she likes to keep things 
things fun and light and yeah. airy. And that, I think that's why it's always sort of like just in a very small way irked me. Because I'm like, come on, Carrie. Like, yeah. it's funny and she's yeah. being funny. Yeah, so C- Carrie takes Miranda outside. But and- I also think it's a, I think it's out of like a little bit of concern for... Miranda word you know it's kind of like are you okay like you don't have you don't have to put on this show oh right. I like that and, she, and, and Carrie basically says that she was like I feel like I need a two, two drink, drink minimum, minimum for your comedy and, yeah. and I love that conversation that Miranda and Carrie have because th- both of them sort of stick to their guns about how they view the situation yes. Miranda's like nope they all single people look at us like they we make people uncomfortable I mean all people in couples feel uncomfortable around us single women because they just don't know what to say mm-hmm. and, so and Carrie's like I don't know party. if that's true and Miranda's like no it is and I like that they can disagree on that and totally and sort of Carrie like, is Carrie is experiencing the party where she feels like she's seeing a lot of like sad faces that feel sorry for them and Miranda's like no yeah. Well, you vice versa. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, yes. Yes. Would we all agree that Cynthia Nixon did a stand-up job? Oh. <laughs> okay. Alex. Carrie just needs to stop heckling her. Oh. Mirror Alex. <laughs> so Black that's Mirror ca- Alex. There's only kind of one other part of Miranda's yeah. storyline. Really. Yeah. Really. That, well, she runs into yeah. the same woman on the street later. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Can the- we talk about that moment? Because Please. I, I. I know. Okay, I'm realizing that lately in my life. So, so what happens later for Miranda is she runs into this woman on the street. And Sheila. <gasps> she seems yeah, way she more excited it. to see her on the street than she did earlier. She does, and uh, Sheila is uh, asking Miranda. Uh, Sheila is the she's woman seeing who special. Um, oh no, she wasn't from the engagement party. She was just a woman, right? She's been yeah, married to a guy for five somebody. years. Yeah, I think she's just, just somebody. I think she's just somebody. Some random. Some Miranda random. knows. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, they all look the same. But yeah, I think it's just some woman. And she runs into her. And the woman is asking Miranda, you know, are you seeing anyone special? Um, Miranda... She, I mean, it, this woman very quickly is like, hey, Miranda, how are you? Are you seeing someone Immediately. special? Immediately, yeah. It's a little... It is, but it makes that's what makes me feel like maybe like in New York City at a certain time period and for a certain time period, um, and just maybe just in life for people of a certain age, it it was a thing that maybe people led with because it was an important thing culturally. I I don't know. I have a theory. I was thinking about bringing this up later in that conversation, but might as well bring it up now, which is you know one of the things that we wanted to do with this podcast is talk about you know Sex and the City came out at a certain time and place and we're watching it this episode is like 15 16 years old at this point and you know i think at the at that at that time it as you got older it became harder and harder to meet people but i don't think that's true anymore because of the internet and because of things like okay cupid and tinder and like all because of internet dating People in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s use Oh, there's the a, there's internet. a site called Our Time and it's like over for over 50s. And I yeah. and I, That's I, what it's I really wow. think that that has made a huge difference for people who are getting older to find somebody. On the mark, get set. We're riding on the internet. Cyberspace set free. Hello, virtual reality. Interactive appetite. Searching for a website. A window to the world. Got to get online. Take a spin. Now you're in with 
techno set, you're going surfing on the internet. I think it was harder before all yeah. of that There's stuff. even a hint of that in this episode because there is that moment where the, the four girls are at, at lunch and uh, Carrie brings up the ad in the yes. newspaper. Mm-hmm. That's like still single. Fill out this single. Mail to her house. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Gets mailed to her house. That's yes. correct. I'm I want to come back to that. I want to come back to that conversation. I just want to round out what I was going to say, which yeah. is yes. just to say that um, when when Miranda runs into this old friend on the street and the woman's asking her how she is, she, Miranda chooses not to do the shtick. Well, look, he's out there for you somewhere. You just haven't met him yet, right? Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I don't know if I believe all that. Maybe there isn't someone for everyone. Maybe because Carrie pointed it out to her and she's like, maybe I just won't. And she's like, no, I'm not seeing anyone special. And she's like, I'm not sure that's my thing. I'm not sure if soulmate thing is my thing. Yeah. And the woman's like, well, he's got to be out it's there, very right? Strange. It's a strange. It, it creates an awkwardness. And I realized while I was watching it this time that I've become that person. I've become that that Miranda in that scene lately in my life in the last like six months because. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like the equivalent to that right now in Los Angeles among creative types is like, how's your career going? How's everything going? Um, That's everyone's default. And um, lately, like, I've just personally been on kind of a quest to figure out creatively what I'm, what I really care to focus on and what I'm passionate about and just really trying to reevaluate. And um, uh, I've I've tried different approaches to answering that kind of question, which comes up a lot. And lately, I've just been kind of being brutally honest and being like, I'm just not, I don't know, I feel kind of like, you know, I just, like, I feel like my own mortality and I'm not sure exactly what I'm passionate about. I'm trying to, like, put everything on the table and just pick things up and look at them and figure out what I really care about. Mm-hmm. And people do not know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. If you're not like, oh, I had an audition and it went really well. Like, yeah. if you don't just do that, like, normal line of conversation that yeah. people are used to, they get very confused. Yeah, they don't know what um, to do. They don't know what to do. And I just felt, I really, I guess I just really identified with Miranda in this yeah, situation of, like, that. Where, like, you just, like, you kind of overshare with someone who you're not really that close to, but, but you're also only not in the interest, only in the like, interest of, like, I don't feel like bullshitting right now. Yeah. Like, why should I have to? I should just, Shouldn't like, when to. people say, like, how are you? Oh, or, you know, hey, good to see you. How are you? Like, everyone just goes, good, good, which can be, um efficient yeah. and just like easy but then every once yeah. in a while you get tired of saying that you're just like i don't fucking terrible yeah like i fucking broke my toe the other day whenever i'm like, trying to be better about that trying to be more honest with stuff i was yeah. recently in africa and, and when i was there it, oh so cash i mean there's <laughs> i was recently in africa when i when i was there there was a lot of pleasantries of course but there's not a sense of um feigning um uh niceness just to make it easier to have mm-hmm. a conversation in a way and I've always felt like, like, you know, people ask you, like, hi, how you doing? You're like, good, good. But if you're actually dying inside and it's the worst day of life, you say, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you, like, for me, it used to be. It's like you <laughs> right. dial it down. If it's the worst day of your life, you would just say fine instead of good. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. That's incredible. I've been saying okay. you're fine a lot. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Miranda, she she has this interaction with the woman on the street. Is there anything else? Well, the, wo- besides- the well the part I kind of love oh, about please, the, yes, love the resolution of this take us there of this uh, some just the magic sub- side plot subplot is the woman um, 
the woman that, that that Miranda is speaking to, you know, she has that comeback of, well, he's got to be out there, right? And so Miranda's like, I don't really think so. I don't know. And kind of at, then says, well, how are you? How's, How's Joe? Joe? And the woman is responds by saying something like, oh, he's fine. I mean, you're probably wondering why we haven't, haven't had kids yet. Well, I keep saying, like, you can either have, you know... Nice furniture yes, or chocolate ch- stains. Or chocolate stains. <laughs> and, and Miranda realizes, oh my gosh, there's a sore spot for this woman. Lots too. of people and have sticks. And she's deflecting team. with her humor. And Miranda does her duty to, like, even though it's not that funny, to just laugh. She's and so it's kind of like a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's, oh my God, beautiful. it's so true. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Everybody has their... have that. And yes. we all think everyone's looking at us going, are you okay? When yeah. really they're just terrified about they're, their own about shit. About themselves. I Matthew, Matthew had to remind me that the other day. I can't remember where he was like... Don't, He's like, everybody's nobody's looking at you. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares. You're fine. Yeah. Like, you're right. Nobody is like thinking about... It's so comforting. I mean, no one cares like, about I'm being you. so Doesn't awkward. I'm at this party and everybody else is like worrying about if yes. they're being awkward Absolutely. or not at that party yeah. kind of thing. You know, I'm so curious as to what Mirror Alex sore spot is. Because <laughs> I know mine. I love that, by the way... It's the, probably the, the opposite of what your sore spot is. Yeah, oh my probably, god, you're so probably right. Probably the complete opposite. I love that the end um, of Miranda's kind of individual... Plot that she comes home. Should we hold off on that when we get to everyone? No, maybe not. Well, it's just, I don't know. We can't. I, I was just thinking, you know. She gets home and she comes home alone. and she seems really peaceful. She closes the door and she hears Fatty meow and she's she looks over and she smiles. I think that and I think she's okay right now. That moment's she's so okay. powerful for me because they have this. I mean, spoiler alert! Like this, is the end of the episode, but they have such a long talk about soulmates and what it means to be a soulmate. And you, the focus is on Carrie, more or less, of her, like, not having a man. But then when you get to see Miranda alone, you're like, oh, yeah, she's totally alone, too. Mm-hmm. And you see her walk in the door and realize that she's alone. Like, mm-hmm. you see her realize, like, there's no one. And then you do hear Fatty meowing, and you're like, well, that maybe that's her soulmate. Yeah. Oh, oh I know for Fatty's sure Fatty soulmate, is you know? her soulmate. I um, but we'll, so I think we can talk a little bit. I think you're right. We can talk a little bit more about so that. It's so lovely and heartbreaking and perfect. It is. Let's talk about uh, Charlotte's storyline. Yeah. Um, oh, so please, let's God. go back. Let's go back to that go back engagement to that party. party. And, Two souls, uh, one. We thought. find we find Charlotte probably like saying exactly what you were saying, Daniel, which is I'm at this party and I'm feeling awkward. But two souls, too many thoughts. <laughs> exactly. So Charlotte finds herself. Uh, in conversation with a great day player. Yeah, that well, like woman. She does a great job. Trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Catherine, why don't you tell us what, what happens between Catherine and oh, this woman at the party? Between Catherine and this woman? I'm so drunk. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. We made a new cocktail tonight. Nalik and I are both just trying to maintain. Um, try the aviation. It's delicious. Try the gray stuff. It's, it's delicious. delicious. So, Charlotte is the talking healthiest. to... She's doing this thing at parties that I motherfucking cunt looking hate doing which yeah. is talking to some fucking person I don't even know don't you yeah. hate that when you get stuck in the corner with some dud I absolutely hate it and dud. that's what this woman is thinking when she talks to Charlotte actually which is she goes oh that's a beautiful ring where's your husband and Charlotte does like a minute and a half model wow well, yeah Kristen Davis proceeds to deliver where's your husband Oh, um, he's not here. Oh. We're actually taking some time apart. We're separated. N- not, not legally separated. Nothing legal. Oh, God, no. We're just taking some time to figure things out. We got married really fast. Love at first sight. 
didn't think it through. So now we're talking and trying to figure out what he, actually we, he and I, really want. We love each other so much, but that doesn't always mean a marriage is working, does it? No, it does not. We had some problems in the bedroom, but it was more about the fact that we got married so fast. So now we're just talking and trying to figure things out. Just talking, nothing physical. I, I think it's better if we just talk. So we are talking till we figure it all out. So now he's not here. Oh, okay. I have to... Don't talk to her. Perhaps the best monologue in television history. It is inspired. Kristen Davis, if, if anyone ever wonders... You know, I just feel like so so often Sex in the City is a punchline, and obviously we have a whole podcast about it, so you know how we feel about it. We absolutely love it. Yeah. But, you know, I get really defensive when people want it, want to treat it as though it's fluff because uh, these are masters doing master class work. You just have to, you just have to watch and not, fucking... Not that this is happening in this moment, but it does make me think about how they say if you're ever having any kind of negotiation with someone, be silent. Because people's inclination is to fill the silence with yes. noise. Well, you're interviewing someone with as well. talking. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, not that that's happening in this moment, but I love that Charlotte just, she shares and then overshares. Way And then continues overshares. to overshare and continues to overshare. Yeah, so she, she essentially um, tells this woman every single, like, step of her whole relationship and all the foibles and every misstep. And she's like, instead of just going, oh, thank you, he's not here tonight. Because obviously it's the situation like, oh, is very complicated. Here. And then that like, goes in this hall. But she's like, yeah. she tells, oh, she scares boy, that away. problems yeah. in the bedroom. I found, yeah. like, there are, I, I, this is, like, sort of my mental trying to figure out comedians. But I've found that there are comedians who will tell a joke and the joke might bomb. But you never know it because they pick up, they just keep going. Like, they rail through the joke yes. until they find something that's funny. Like, yeah. I love this podcast called The Last Podcast on the Left, and there's this guy, Henry Zabrowski, and he's, like, his mind just moves a mile a minute, (laughs) and he'll say something, and it's, like, it's not funny yet, and he'll keep going until it's funny. He's he's actually a master. But it's not the family guy thing of, like, just saying the same thing over and over again. He's just continuing to talk until he finds the the punchline. But it's, like, uh, Charlotte's doing the exact opposite of that, which (laughs) she is digging a ditch, and she's, like, I think she's trying to pull herself out of it but you should just stop yeah you yeah. should just stop in those situations but it's so satisfying to watch her do that because we've i it feel is. like it's we've all been there really i know that i have god knows i do it all the time there have been moments I've when been i'm at, par- I've done at a party I've, I've, I've talking to too. someone and alec is cutting his mirror alec is cutting his eyes over at me looking so mortified and thank you for marrying me because sometimes I embarrass Alec because I don't know when to stop talking with people. Bitch, set your ass down and shut the hell up, bitch! (laughs) So, Charlotte is very embarrassing. We can all agree on that. And she's upset. This upsets her. Okay, so this episode for me... I used to hate this episode. Really? I used to hate it. <gasps> it's shocking because this Expose. episode would make me so profoundly sad and uncomfortable. It is kind of sad. And something Very, switched yeah. for me in the last few years where now I love it so dearly and deeply and all those reasons specifically why it upset me so much are yeah. the same reasons I love it now. Yeah. And it's mostly with the Carrie stuff and stuff that happens at the end. But it's even this moment with Charlotte here because all of us collectively were watching the room. We were all kind of groaning and squeezing each other. But like you love to watch it anyway. 
anyway. Yes. You know, for some reason, it's it's painful to watch, but I, I can't wait to see it again as opposed <laughs> yeah. to I don't want to watch yes. it again. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's the best of like drama and the arts which is truth like we've all had that moment where we've overshared yeah, yeah we've all had that moment where we're insecure this is such a true episode it's the yeah. truest thing so mm-hmm. charlotte ends we've up all going... hit on our priest yes <laughs> yes we have Perfect. daniel tell us what happens so next. charlotte ends up going over to trey's slash sort of her old mm-hmm. apartment um and Knocks and on just, the door relentlessly, oh, and Trey yeah. answers the door. It's like I thought it was the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Oh boy! <laughs> and she has made a uh, taken many, written down many, many notes in a tiny little notebook about what? What were the notes about? I've been out for hours trying to figure out if we should stay together in spite of our issues. Look, I don't want to confuse you, so I made some notes. You made some notes. Yeah, it helps me to be clear. One, sex life. Well, the sex we had on the floor of your apartment was, uh, was quite good, actually. One time. That does not a marriage make. Come inside. Maybe we can rack up a new score. Uh-uh. Huh? Two. You only want me when you can't have me. The notes were about... I guess it's All like the, the stuff the that's things wrong they need with their to go apartment. over yeah. but because but you know the things they need to suss out before she can go to any more parties. Yes. And she's like you only want me when you can't have me and XYZ. She's like I don't know where we stand like really what are we doing? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we need to talk about this list of she things. She can't live and, in limbo. She can't live in purgatory and anymore. Trey finds it very um, endearing and he's Sexy. I love he's in his robe and his uh, uh, you know his underwear and he's just his boxers his bungers and he's very very turned on and mm-hmm. and keeps she's talking about how she, how beautiful she totally is and she's like wrist. I and she's like stop it and she she's we you know we can't talk while you have a boner <laughs> it's so cute and he's like oh let's make love like, let's so make love mm-hmm. you know and then he just drops his load and they it, kind of kiss for a second and then he just yeah just like jizzes all over the place <laughs> he whoops yeah. the daisies all up on her leg Jizz in my pants. have you seen this episode on tv on edited for t- no, no i haven't had the play. it is very this scene is very short i'll bet yeah. is it as short as the funky spunk scene it's not as short as that but nothing will ever be that short <laughs> it's very very close like they cut all like are you I bet saying they have to. are you saying that this scene is Teeny weeny, tiny whiny, itty bitty, titty witty, winny witty, short toy man. No. <laughs> wow, he's brought back. It's been seasons, but he's brought back short, short wow. man. Remember short, short man? Yeah, I do. We do. Um. Oh, well, Trey ends up saying, "May I, may I get you a hanky, Charlotte?" She's like, "It's too late for a hanky." Such a beautiful. He's like, "But at least line. let me pay your dry cleaning bill." The thing is, because he, you know, he Monica Lewinsky'd all over her gown. Yes. Yeah. I, I want. I I can't know what it would be like. I mean, really I think can. about to get just in your leg and then you just walk out on the street. I like can. It well, maybe not that, but yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine I'm, the way that she plays that scene. I mean, I guess is she is she being polite? Like just like let's just forget that it happened. Know, she doesn't want to realize that it. Do you think it's a TV suspension of disbelief thing where it's like we yeah. don't really acknowledge? What do yeah. you mean? So immediately after that happens, Charlotte is like, I have to leave yeah. now. Well, and basically leaves. Yeah, because he's 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 kind of like really just ruined any discussion she wanted to have with him. Yeah. Um and I think it's a lot of says, I don't think yeah, a soulmate a would ooh, on your leg. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He really blew it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh my god. So that's Charlotte's up a lot. That it kind of is. <laughs> she says to Trey, I'll call you and I'll figure out what I want. Because yeah. I guess he's been, there's been back and forth and there's just, been, he's maybe been indulging and in kind of living in the in-between because it's less complicated. And yeah. she's like, no, living we have to face down. these things. Living in the upside down like we all are. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you when I, when I can. Yeah. And so she, well, she sort of wraps up her story, but we'll wait till the end to wrap up everybody. Let's talk about yeah. Samantha next. Oh, Samantha. Samantha is such a ridiculous subplot. Here. Let's go back to that engagement party. Now we, we only need to be there for a second. Oh, you mean that just fact that Samantha continues speaking yeah, to you, so even I, though he's I'm a, a fucking, fucking agent. I fucking love it. What? Oh, what I would never continue speaking to an Set asshole it up. like Set that. It up. What was the point of that scene? Samantha's just making small talk with some guy. I guess she thinks is hot, and he's like snapping his fingers at a waiter and he's like I told you other numbnuts I wanted a grey goose on the rocks a fucking hour ago. Chop chop. And she's like so what do you do? If a man talked to anyone like that yeah. I would be like hey go fuck yourself. I thought about that, that I was like that guy had an audition hell? for that. What's yeah. funny is you think what is the point of that scene? I have no idea. You think that would set up the subplot for the rest of the episode but, but it, it doesn't. Goes, all, all, all I can I, I'm really gonna give this episode a lot of credit by trying to make that. sense of this okay? Mm-hmm. Which is that Samantha it doesn't discriminate when it comes to fucking. Yeah. It yes. can be a TV agent with a load of money, or it can be a priest with literally with only the robe of on his back. That's right. Samantha doesn't discriminate. It, okay. can, it can be either. Now, they totally did not mean for that to be no. yeah, that's the, the point of it. But Samantha yeah. and Carrie are walking down the street. They're having a nice stroll together. They're I'm on talk, their way to Pastis for lunch. By the way, I, Carrie's Daniel wrote this down in his notes because I peeked at his notes. I love this choice that that Sarah Jessica Parker makes at the very beginning of the scene that she just steps on something. Yes, because it's very New York, right? She makes that squeaky noise. I I feel like there's it happens. It almost happens every episode where Carrie screams like that. It's because it's because SJP loves like the awkwardness of Carrie embodying that, and also the physical comedy. She goes out of her way. I wonder if that was scripted. She steps in something for something. I want to say something. I want to say something about. Actors, yeah. which is actors can make actors are all about making moments and like screen actors, great screen actors. And like I've had the pleasure of witnessing this. It great screen actors know that when you're in the editing room, you're not you're not just looking for great performances, you're looking for great reactions, and you're looking for anything that elevates the scene and makes it better. Yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker, like squealing when she steps in something, yeah. makes that scene better because it's something. Yeah. All editors want yeah. is to cut to something. That yeah. Anything interesting at all yeah. is what they're looking for. And I feel like great screen actors know yeah. my, yes, my performance when I'm speaking is important. But, and like, they, I, I also feel like you have to acknowledge the artifice of it. Like, I mean, there's the Daniel Day Lewis's of the world who are like, I'm just in the character for six months. And if that works for them, great. And obviously it works for him. Yeah. But I also feel like great actors are like, okay, the camera's on me while someone else is doing their monologue. Like that great day player who's listening to Charlotte. Yeah. Yes. The camera's on me. I don't have lines, but I need to I'm gonna give them stuff. I'm going to show up and stuff. give them the Sarah best Jessica I Parker, can. And she has several moments in this episode, specific choices that she makes that I'm sure are unscripted that are so tiny but are so yes. fantastic. And, and, and She's and really good at that. To be able to she cut is. to that 
is invaluable mm-hmm. and that's why they get paid the big bucks and it's yeah. why they're stars yeah. is because they know that at all times can they give the camera yeah. something Absolutely. to cut to? I could not agree more. So Carrie and, and Samantha are walking down the street and Samantha says, should I throw you a nice little birthday dinner, a fancy little thing? I don't think we've said it yet. This is like the Carrie birthday it episode. It is. Yes. It is. And, uh, and she's turning 35 and Samantha's like, what about a little birthday dinner? Il Cantonori, something nice. Um, I think she calls it like something light. Like, yeah. Light, uh, fabulous light. Fabulous light. Yes. And, um, and uh, so we'll discuss that more when we talk about Carrie. But but uh, and then the, but there you hear the church bells ringing, and then and then Samantha notices this this gorgeous sexy priest, sexy just coming monk in. priest, literally in a person. monk's robe. So and uh, it's Costas Mandalore, which I I, I have to say, um, Daniel will know this if no one else will. Uh, was a really pivotal character in the Saw series. Mm-hmm. I want to play a game. Um, spoiler alert: He becomes like that. kind of a copycat jigsaw killer in the Saw series. He's a he's a detective investigating you know the case. Another Saw is coming out this year. I do know that. I well, I will watch it, but not in the theater because I can't handle that shit in the theater. I have to be at home where I can turn it off if I need to. Um, but but weirdly, after watching all the Saw movies, I'm kind of a fan of the series. It, it's yeah. cuckoo pants. But Costas Mandalore, he he played a detective who was investigating and then became and then became a copycat killer. It's completely outrageous. The whole thing is. Um, but by the way, I saw him in Santa Monica one time with his like wife or girlfriend and child. And if he had not been with his family, I definitely would have said something hmm. to him because um, I only know him from this episode. I know him. Same. He's so he's so iconic priest. in the world of horror in the Saw world. Fail on my part. Um, yeah, but well, whatever. But and uh, by the way, he's done other stuff. But for me, I just go like I just hear the Saw theme in my head when yeah. I see him. Um, but she walks over to him. Uh, she she asks Carrie when they're walking. She's like, "What street are we on?" And then the following Sunday, you know, she she sets it on her calendar, I guess, and shows up because she wants to have a conversation with the priest. Friar fuck. Friar yeah. fuck, as she says. Yeah. And so she she hits on him. So I love your robe. Well, this is what we wear. I'm in the Franciscan order founded by Saint Francis. And the rope is, uh... Do you really want to hear about this? Oh, tell me more about this, St. Francis. <laughs> I mean, I just, lo- I, I just love this She says, so, Samantha. I love your robe. She says, she, <laughs> I love, I, I encourage... By the way, she had a week to think about that. She did. <laughs> I encourage anyone who's listening to please everyone to go back and watch this and listen to how... Kim Cattrall says neighborhood because she's talking to him. She goes, I was in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. It's like there aren't three syllables in that word anymore. It's one. It's like I was in the neighborhood. Because of the beauty of social media right now, I've gotten to know, you know, you don't know people, obviously, but like if you see people's tweets, mm-hmm. you get a pretty good idea of who they are because there's no filter there. There's no yeah. direct quotes. It's not like, you know, in some rag mag where it's been like whatever mm-hmm. um, and getting to know her watching her on social media she's so different from Samantha oh interesting so really really different and, it, and the work that she does now is all really like British and serious yes. mm. and very like English and like mm-hmm. all the choices she makes in her career and I'm really starting to see how really different she is and so now yeah. watching this episode now I was like huh I wonder if this episode was embarrassing for her in a way because or playing Samantha at times is embarrassing because how I see her now just based on social media is such a serious like yeah. 
like British trained actress where it's like in this episode she's you know like masturbating about a priest right. saying neighborhood you know what I mean you know right. the way I look at it because I agree with you and I've listened to a lot of interviews with her and read a lot of interviews with her and the way I feel about it is I think I think it's been a great privilege of her life to to, to imitate her when she's being you interviewed. actually sound a lot like thank her. you yeah that was good um to play a character who's so different from her. Yes. I think she finds it to be a total gift because it's outrageously different from anything else yeah. she's ever played. Yeah, but the gag is she's so different in real life. It's well, strange. No, I heard that interview. She was saying that um, she never had such a hullabaloo <laughs> as when she played Samantha. I read poetry and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. Well, he bit all the he dogs and winked at all the she dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the end of that day. Well, that's the thing, though. It's because she what came out with that. She's that really uncomfortable documentary about sex. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever seen it. Yeah, in a called. book or something with her ex-husband. So it's like, oh, you know, orgasm. like Samantha B into all that sex and like Kim Cattrall in all that sex too. So it's kind of like, yeah. oh, they're kind of the same whatever, but they're not. They they're isn't. not. I yeah. think that I think that whole phase where she was like all into the art of the female orgasm was kind of she was riding the coattails and the wave not in a not in a greedy way but in a way that she was just kind of caught up in the sex in the city of it all yes. and before her before that and after sex in the city in her life it, that's not who she is but that was who she she just really got into I it I can't help but wonder though now that the series is over <laughs> and she's got that's, that's the role that she'll be known for for the rest of her life that she in a way is trying to not necessarily downplay it, but just show all the other stuff that mm-hmm. she can do. Totally. And maybe she's now, you know, trying to... It's an instinct I can completely understand. I yes. find yeah. that a lot of actors who are defined by an iconic role, once that role is over, they distance themselves for, from the role for a while, yeah. and then they come back to it. Like, like Jamie Lee like, Curtis. Like mm. decades later. I mean, just there's so many examples I think of, of that it. with Disney stars. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have someone like now, like Raven Simone, which I think is how you're supposed to be pronouncing it. Yes. yes. I Where it's like, you know, that. that's a Raven. And then the, her career since then has been so, or just her personality in general is so different from mm-hmm. squeaky clean. And now mm-hmm. she's back to doing, she's doing mm-hmm. another Raven all grown up Disney Channel show and coming full circle. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah no, it's yeah. true. I think it's the sort of thing where it's like it, the the role overwhelms you and you feel stifled by it. You escape from it, and then over time you realize the gift that you were given. Now Sarah yeah. Jessica you know. Parker is you know manufacturing tutu dresses. But yeah. Kim Cattrall, she just she just goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that because you know you, there's literally a scene she talks to Friar Fuck for a while and they mm-hmm. kind of flirt. She gives him like her. She's like, I could do great you know, PR. She doesn't say that, but like that, that's not the. I exact like to line. put together a benefit. For yeah. You. So she like sure. gives him her card and he he gives her some like slow motion sexual I don't know Catholic slow card. motion for me slow motion slow for me <laughs> and then she goes home and there's well, he, he gives her a card that Saint Francis uh, has Saint Francis and on she's it. like tell, tell me about, about this Saint <laughs> Francis. <laughs> Um, but then she goes home and there's literally a shot of her masturbating yeah. and hitting a glorious religious choir high note and it's holding it for a while. Samantha. Ludicrous. Yeah, Take me to church. Ludicrous. Yeah, pretty 
much. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the, the ladies have this great scene that is only really related to Samantha's storyline where they're at uh, where they're at dinner and they're all drinking beautiful blue cocktails <laughs> and um, they're cocktails. asking Cartoon. like who do you who do you masturbate to? Well, she's like Russell they're like Crow they're gross. like they're like Kim uh, Kim. Wow, get it together, MSM. They're like, wow, Samantha's like, you're glowing. She's like, I masturbated all of you. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, I masturbated for two and a half year, hours. And Miranda's like, I like to get in and get out. Who has time, time for, for that? that? Yeah. It's such a great conversation. And they go around in 2001 talking about which men's they masturbate to. And yeah. and uh, Miranda and Carrie both at the same time say, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Like, I just don't get it. So, I don't get maybe that. Time, I do get George Clooney, but I've never gotten the Russell Crowe thing. Yeah, I don't either. Sex in the City is the great show of hyperbole like we've talked about this before but you know Samantha's like I masturbated for two and a half hours I think she and really did I'm sure she did yeah. Carrie had three lattes yeah earlier it was like when she was in a fight with Big in season two it was like I walked around New York for six hours yeah and it's just like everything is like I, if you so, think about Samantha she doesn't so have high. like a steady guy she does have a job but like let's imagine this is like a Saturday night She's got a Saturday to herself. You know that bitch doesn't cook. She's not out gathering food for a recipe. She's got two and a half hours in the yeah. afternoon to fucking fuck herself. And, and masturbate while she imagines the priest pushing her down, taking the bag of and groceries out entering of her hand. And, and her. Entering her. Entering me. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So she goes to the the church and brings him Le Serpies. Because they're the <laughs> best. They're Le Serpies. They're the best. Just three, you know that how much that's gonna help. She pulls them out of her purse that's one literally lined with like it's got like f- gold fringe on the outside, which yeah. I know was chosen so on here's purpose your can- for the canned food drive. And by the way, consumerist. I'm embarrassed to say, as the co-host of a Sex in the City podcast, I don't remember how the storyline ends. I have well, no idea. He just says like, "Sorry, can't fuck you." Yeah. I'm a- basically, you know, this episode's about um, soulmates. We haven't really talked about that yet, but the episode's about soulmates and do soulmates exist? And what we're about to, we're just in mere moments about to get into that. And you know, the women at one point argue the idea that a soulmate is this really unattainable thing. Mm-hmm. And when Samantha, when you know, she pretty much she blatantly hits Costas. Candoroni or whatever that's his right. name is. <laughs> El, El Cantanoro. El Cantanoro. <laughs> no, it's El Cantanoro. Really, it's just oh, like, yeah, no, I believe in the body or whatever. And she's like, mm, he's like, and I believe in whatever. And he basically... Well, she has that amazing line where she's like, do you ever think about me? <laughs> and like, basically, it's, <laughs> it's one, one of my favorite the lines best in the series. Story lines. And, she ba- and he basically shuts her down and was like, you know, that, that ain't ever gonna happen, girl. And she kind of, you know, is despondent or whatever. And the, the voiceover with Carrie says that maybe, he's maybe her... he was her soulmate because he was certainly unattainable. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's, it. that's how it wrapped up. Yeah. Power of so there's, there's kind of you. a lot of, to me, really light fluff yes. from, from Charlotte. Charlotte's seeing with her marriage and things like that, of course. Miranda barely, you know, whatever. And then Samantha, this is a really... It's just a classic episode. It's just like a, totally. just like a fizzy little yeah. silly subplot. And we save some of the more heavy stuff for so Carrie. So Carrie's Yeah, I let's talk about Carrie. about Carrie. It's her 34 birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's not really thinking of doing anything. She's going to keep it low But Samantha key. says, oh, honey, come on. Well, this is also after she gets in the mail. She gets a, a, like a, a si- dear single. Dear single. Single? You don't even have a name? Well, I'm single. I don't deserve one. That's the postal equivalent of a drive-by shooting. Yeah, and I thought those 57 menus I get every day from Hunan Moonan were annoying. Mm. Look at this. 
Don't let your soulmate slip away. Oh, I know. It's almost a threat. It's like, we have him. He's just waiting for you, but hurry, because he's slipping, slipping away. Oops, there he goes. And there's yeah. a way, you know, I guess This back is in the, the 2001 day, version of, like, an email inbox full of, like, or like spammy. Yeah, like, like, okay, Cupid. That's right. That's right. Like, yeah, and so, like, it's inviting dear single, because Carrie doesn't have a name anymore. She's just single to, like, fill out and mm-hmm. try to meet a guy or whatever. And she takes it to the gals at lunch, and they kind of talk about... Is this bullshit or is it not? Or is it not bullshit? Yeah, and then that's where they bring up the conversation, which is sort of central to this episode. Well, it's a cute way soulmates. to bring it up. Yeah, about soulmates and about the two. The two main things are it's her birthday and soulmates, right? So yeah. They were like, let's fill this out for Carrie. Like, what's your box? Yeah. What? How old are you? Um, thirty to thirty-five. Thirty to thirty. You know, thirty like thirty to thirty-four. Thirty to thirty-five to forty-four. Yeah. And Carrie's like, I'm 30 to 34. And then they're like, well, not after next week. You're 35. Yeah. I love the way that Carrie... Welcome to my box. Welcome to my box. I love the way that Carrie delivers where she's like, I'm 35. I'm 35. She's like talking about the weight of being 35. Like, what does that number mean? And we all have that thing, whether it's an age number or or, or whatever it is. I feel like everyone has a thing where they're like, I'm this. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, this is sort of like, again, just go back and watch the master class of their acting. But I love the way again making moments out of nothing where the the ladies are like lightly ribbing each other about something i can't even oh okay i can't even remember what it is but it's i think it's it's carrie it's carrie and charlotte having an interaction and they they make a joke and the interaction continues after the line yeah they're like smiling at each other and holding each other's hand you have this little private laugh which i appreciate so much and it's so it's really really lovely but um they're talking about soulmates. Carrie's entered the 35 to 44 box, and they talk about soulmates and having one, this, the idea of a soulmate being one great love. And, 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 and Charlotte's kind of like, I thought Trey was mine, so I don't know what I think. Yeah, and they yeah. also, uh, in the in the dating ad thing or whatever, they kind of you know reference how it's, it's as if they're saying, like, well, your soulmate's here, he's right here, but mm-hmm. unless you sign up, you're not going to get him. He's slipping away, slipping away, oh, up, oh, up, oh, up, up, he's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, and and Carrie's liking the idea that you can have many soulmates. Like they can sort of come yeah. and go. Samantha's like, I've had hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Samantha decides to put together a fabulous light birthday dinner for uh, you know just just the girls and some and close friends. Annoying. And she says to or ask Carrie. I mean, would should, you, I invite should I invite Big? Big since you guys are friends now? And Carrie's like, oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah. He's probably in London still, so like, who cares? Ah, uh, let's just make it let's us. Let's just keep it to non to you know but when low that, maintenance. But when friends. that clock strike midnight, we get this yeah. most one of my favorite scenes in the history <laughs> of Sex in the City is this scene where we at eleven fifty nine. It's midnight. Carrie's just sitting there with these long either socks or leg warmers. She picks up this you know old timey phone or whatever and like goes to call Big. There is some great. Like voicemails in Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. This is, this is <laughs> Steve. I, Steve. I think this monologue of a voicemail is better to me than Charlotte's monologue at the party. Oh, yeah. I agree. This is 459 I'm not in, so please leave a message. Hey, uh, I think you're still in England, but uh, it's midnight here in New York, and it's my birthday. I am officially old. So, um, I felt the need to call someone 
older. Haha. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, some friends are giving me a dinner tomorrow night. Well, actually, it's tonight. And you're a friend, so um, if you are back in town, it's going to be at um, Il Cantonori at 8.30. And if you're still in London, then uh, cheerio, old chap. <laughs> so, okay. It's so good. They're both very good. And I can identify with this. I have an ex who... I was wondering if this year my birthday I'm going to do it. I don't think so because he's married, has too many kids now, and that's that's weird. But, like, on my birthday every year, I would email him. Because mm-hmm. I would just be like, it's my birthday. And then he'd be like, email. He's like, I didn't forget. And, like, we'd, like, email him. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You're Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. And so, like, I know that feeling of... You know, you're like, oh, you're busy and whatever. But then if you're, like, alone at midnight on your birthday, it's like you want to be talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're, like, a single, you know, 34, 35-year-old woman, I guess. Or if you're me or whatever. But, like, I can really identify with this idea of just calling somebody as opposed to... Like, you think, like, people call you, but I love this idea of her calling someone mm-hmm. else. And to reach out to someone that, like, you know who, like, you feel like knows you. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, I just called to... Because I wanted to talk to someone older ha and mm-hmm. like i love yeah. that whole thing because it's so charming in the moment you the choice that sjp is making that she didn't realize she was gonna be saying older and then decides to make a joke out of it and ha. it's it's that thing where she's calling before she realizes that she kind of or is. why she's really calling yes. yeah and she invites him and she's like oh yeah with some friends are having dinner tonight and and, and you're a friend and then that whole thing and then she's like okay well so um but and then it kind of hangs up the phone it's just so <laughs> fucking yeah funny. yeah it's so she, she calls him and leaves him with the details about meeting il cantonori or whatever for dinner if he wants to come join because he is a friend but he doesn't pick up because he's in London yeah so she um, the next time we see her she arrives at Il Cantonori I love what she's wearing here at dinner I mean Dan and I kind of talked about it I thought we said we were not going to talk about it but I'm bringing I it just anyway. don't like her stupid hat she has <laughs> kind of this like velvet clipped on headband thing that I fucking hate but she takes yeah. it off pretty quickly but I do love her her crop top. Can we talk about how, how and why she takes it off? Skirt. Yes, her her high waist. Please please restate that. What you love? What her crop top, high waisted, long sleeve, red orange skirt dress. Yes, but I do think it's interesting that this is such a specific choice. This headpiece, and that she not only takes it off. I by the way didn't notice. I never noticed in the scene where she leaves the restaurant that she's taken off she's carrying it when she's carrying her cake and i never noticed that until tonight and i've seen this episode forty thousand times yeah well so, so but i wonder if that's like about a th- because it, it is a bold statement piece and i wonder if she's just like ugh, this is just fucking silly yeah. like she has no reason to really to take it off other than maybe, maybe. like an emotional reason maybe. do you know what i mean that's yeah with so, like the moment with um burger where she's like this hat is fabulous, and then she takes it off. That's what I think know? it is. I think it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So she sits there by herself, and... She's at El Cantonori. She's waiting for her friends to arrive. Yeah. She shows she's up. She's the first it's, one there. She also has one of my favorite lines in the history of sex in the city, where she's like... You know, the waiter comes over. It's like, what do you want? She's like, oh, I'll have a Shirley Temple, please. But we'll have champagne soon, because we're going to drink a lot of champagne or whatever. And he goes... Good, great, excellent. Good, great, excellent. <laughs> We say that to one another on a regular And we type yeah. it out in our text and write, write G-O-O-D-T, G-R-E-A-T-D-T, mm-hmm. and excellent. D- d- excellent with the D-T at the end, because that's how he says it. Good, Good great, great, excellent. And so, like, everyone's worst nightmare. Her friends, like, don't show up after a while. She's still mm-hmm. there alone. You have the kind of, like... The fake um, out. The quirky. Finally, oh, we yeah, hear the a happy birthday, birthday song. Happy birthday. And Carrie is just so And Carrie's ready, charged. but then the cake goes right past her table to some to Emily Mortimer behind her with her <laughs> flip-up 2000 hair. And they go, happy birthday, dear Marta. 
And this girl, this woman who's not 25, goes, 25? Fuck, I'm old! Just to, like, just jab the knife deeper into yep. Carrie. Yep, and, uh, and Carrie's still alone at dinner, and nobody showed up. And, and then even- the Vitral D comes over to the table and is like, um, I'm so sorry, but... The woman with the cake is here. And, and she, she needs need to, to be, be paid. <laughs> so suddenly... How mortifying. Carrie walking... Nobody shows up. Nobody oh. shows up. She's walking That's on the ship. That's why it's devastating. Specifically this moment. It's so yeah. She says, after I paid $70 for my own birthday cake, I decided to go home and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and what's turned into... The next scene is what's turned into one, one of my low, most loathe S, uh, Sex in the City scenes to one of my absolute, deeply most favorite moments of the entire it's, series. I, I dare say, Alec, is it your favorite oh scene? Oh my in the God, whole I love this scene. It's not my favorite scene in the it whole series, but it, it's lot. so funny. It it's is very it's funny. so funny because I know that they told the New Yorker construction well, guys to add them. Yes, yeah, so so Carrie's walking home. She's all alone. She's upset. Nobody showed up to Carrie her birthday. She's got the cake in her hand, and she accidentally steps where some guys are doing some repaving of the road in New York and these like 10 construction immediately guys start yelling immediately start like hey oh, oh, oh lady lady what are you doing get off get there. off the way. look where you're standing get it's off. right there get, it's there. Right. get the hell off there get, get off. the other way the other way, the other way for Christ's sake will you stop the fire for crying out loud hey got the pick oh get the kid what are you doing what are you doing she realizes she's walking where she shouldn't be yeah and, and then drops the And she's trying to get out of the way. Cake. And they're like, no, go the other way. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, she drops the cake and like tries to pull up her dress. Like, oh, fucking Marilyn Monroe. They're simultaneously angry and um, highly amused. Yeah, she's behavior. getting more and more embarrassed because she can't. it's really hard for her to hold her purse and headband and pick up this cake that smashed on the recently paved concrete. <laughs> and she finally yeah. gets, like, transitions from being mortified to being angry. Yeah. But there's one guy, the guy that always makes me laugh. <laughs> is there's one guy who is exasperated and angry but also finds it humorous he goes she's trying to pick up the cake (laughs) (laughs) and like he thinks it's so funny that she's trying to pick it up and like it's just great so she gets home and immediately goes into the shower there are 14 voicemails of i love that they make the effort to come up with all the reasons why people couldn't be there. Miranda's angry. Get a, Get cell, a cell phone. phone. There's, there's like Fifth Avenue is being like repaved or something. Yes. There's traffic. Everybody's yes. stuck in traffic. And um, uh, Samantha had to work late. And um, Stanford, Stanford went to, went to El Cantonoro. Cantonoro. And Miranda can't spell Il Cantonori for the idiot at 411. Get a cell phone. Carrie does something here that I've never done, that I don't do. She takes a shower but leaves the door open even though she's home. No, alone. she doesn't no. leave the door open. No, Charlotte not the front door. Heat. She leaves the bathroom door open. Oh. And to me, I, I, I do that, that sometimes. Too. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I can't take a you shower. You've watched a lot of horror films. I think so. I can't take a shower alone in my apartment even with the bathroom door all wide open. Like I understand that. that. Oh, all right. That's I understand what I that. No, I get it. I get it. I used to not. I used to be that way, but now for some reason I'm okay leaving the door open. I feel I would have to get out of the shower and shut it's the a door. Little creepy. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I don't mind. 
Yeah. So uh, you're ready to get murdered. She's He's taking trying to a shower murdered. to just wash this day off of her. Yeah. And Charlotte comes in because the ladies <gasps> are at the coffee shop. Yeah. And Charlotte she just helps herself in, walks she right does. to the shower. She does. She doesn't knock and on the door. And when you when she pulls across the shower curtain, you see that Carrie's been crying because her mascara is all running. Oh, she's in the shower. But I've always thought of it as we're showing her that she was crying. I never thought about it that way, but I enjoy I never thinking of about it crying. that way. It just seems like the shower to me. I've always thought. I think of it, it could as be that. either way. Well, so Charlotte's like, "Come on, we're all at the coffee shop. You've got to spend time just with us. It's your us. birthday." So Carrie reluctantly heads down there. The longer I sat at that table, the more alone I felt, and it really hit me. I am 35 and alone. And I, she even says, I hate myself for saying this, but I wish I had a special guy to share it with. Exactly. Some guy uh, who cares about that's me. That's where she says, I'm 35. Yeah. And that whole thing. Samantha and, says, oh, shut up. I'm 140 or whatever. Yeah. It's very funny. And, and Charlotte says, maybe we can be each other's soulmate. Don't laugh at me, but maybe we could be each other's soulmates. And then we could let men be just these great, nice guys to have fun with. And it's, it's a, so it's precious. And men can yeah. be these good, great guys you get to have fun with. Yeah, and it's this great moment. And, and that's another one where the two ladies were Samantha, or, uh, yeah, Samantha and, and Charlotte, Charlotte had a nice connect. moment where they... All of it's oh. really nice and beautiful. Yeah. And then just... Ab- it's just, just possibly my favorite scene in the history of Sex and the City is her. You said the phrase "the history of Sex and the City." So many, we've said it so many. Times. <laughs> well, this is an iconic this is, this is like the episode. I love it, Daniel. I mean, it's no, it's I think it's as epic as like today. I had a thought. Like you know, I this is so like too. the precursor to today. Yeah, I had I a thought. This is iconic Sex and the City. It's great. Stuff. This is probably this is way up there of my favorite scenes. So she's walking back home and there's a limo in front of her apartment. Yeah. <gasps> the window my rolls heart. down. Mm-hmm. Red balloons pop Pennywise out. Pennywise is like, come in the limo. And it's big and he says, happy birthday, baby. And he's there. Yeah. And he has champagne and they have a he really has, amazingly cute, Dahl. charming scene in the backseat of his like town car. Yeah, she asks him how he asks her how old she is. She doesn't answer. She asks she says, him pick a box. How old he is. He winks At in 40 the 40 to 45. She's like 40 to 45. Yeah, and okay. um, this is what I love about this scene. This is so brilliant. Are you ready? Are you ready for what's so brilliant? brilliant. Is he asks her how his how her day was, and she said it was fabulous. Fabulous. And I love that she lies about it. It's the greatest thing. Yeah. Oh God! It makes my heart. Oh, makes my heart swell and spill over. And um, she asks about soul, what he thinks about soulmates. Says I like. The I think word this soul. line's kind of a dud, but I, I still oh, love it. I, you know, I used to think it was a dud, but now I feel like it says so much about who Big is. So he says, but I think he's being very honest. He says, I like the word soul. I like the word mate. But other than that, that, you, you got, got me. me. And I, 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 I know what you mean. And I, I used to, I used to kind of think that line was dumb, but now for some reason, it's very poignant and wonderful and simple and true to me. And I really believe that he means that. Yeah. Like I believe that, like in his mind, he's like. I like these two things, yeah. but dude, I don't know. And so he's sort of what I also like about it is you don't really see the the resolution. You don't. The it's so great. She you just, just gets the out of the driving car. away. As Big's car drove away, I realized having three soulmates already nailed down made it a lot easier to spot those great nice guys to have fun with. I could just and my die. Heart she lets go of the balloons. The balloons. We follow them up to the sky, and there's a full, full moon, moon, and that's the end. Of the and then all my clothes fly off and burst into flames. I watch it every year my birthday and sob. It really, right. Ellie sobs. Perfect. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. It's really <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> there are. 
Like, Ugh. on the X-Files, there are Monster of the Week episodes and there are Mythology episodes. And this yes, is a mythology in some episode. ways, this is a Mythology episode, so you couldn't necessarily show it to somebody. Like, this is a good episode of Sex and City to show, but I, it's just so perfectly encapsulates what I love about the show. And it's the best episode we've had so far. Oh, oh for sure. sure. You know what I mean? Unquestionably. Like, it's better than anything we've seen the previous yes. season. So, they oh, so well know the characters that, you know, like the gripe I, the, the small gripe I have about Carrie heckling Miranda is like tiny, infinitesimal. Yeah. But it's because but we know them we so know intimately. Them so well that we like, yeah. we have personal ownership of these characters. By yes, completely. Yeah. We have, we, we have audience members have built relationships with all four and they're our, our personal relationships with these and we, t- we take them personally we care about them we fight for them and argue yeah. for them that's right. all we want is Carrie for, to be, for Carrie to be happy on her birthday that's right yeah. and what I, think is, what I think is so interesting is you know they, they've done a, such a good job in the first three seasons of, of giving us some real meaty stuff for Carrie to deal that with and they've tough. given us some real meaty stuff to, for Miranda to deal with and I think that it's interesting in, in these upcoming seasons that we also get that for Samantha and for Charlotte. Yeah. The stuff with Harry and uh, the stuff with Everything's Smith. Like deeper. all that yeah. gets deeper and more. And, and everybody becomes such a fully formed yeah. character by the end Things of this Things are going to get more serious and they're going to get funnier too. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Everything is just going to be more and more of what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and the fashion too. It's yeah. like they, they really, I mean you were talking about Carrie showing off the cape and she does it in At the, the very end too. Yeah. And um that you know the, this is the show has reached that point. It's like what happened with Seinfeld where it became the show about nothing and that was like sort of the whole point and they just kept hitting that and hitting that. We've reached the point with Sex in the City where they know it's iconography with the fashion and the characters and they're just going to keep Single hitting it and hitting City, it and yeah. hitting it. Yeah. And uh, God, I just can't get Doesn't enough it. Doesn't get any it. better for me for this series no. this, than this no. episode. It's one of the top ones for me. <gasps> Did you guys have fun tonight? I always oh. have fun watching it, this episode. It's so the much. best. It's, it's the best. Yeah. This episode is like Lesopi. You guys should... I thought it was good. Great. Excellent. Excellent. You guys should consider yourself lucky because the next episode is one that's hard for me to watch. What's the next one? It's the fashion uh, model. Ooh, we gotta do it. Ooh, the real me. I'm gonna have to suffer through that. Yeah, you uh, are. But you know what? You made it through all the Aiden cheating stuff. You can do that's it. Yeah, You'll you be fine. The yeah. you there, there's were... burger stuff coming up eventually. But there is. Oh, that's Ooh, you got to deal with that, too. too. It's not terrible. Matthew, yeah. Daniel. Now, listen. You guys should really follow both of them on social media. You've got... If we're talking about Instagram, we're talking about at Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. That's right. We're talking about at DannyMac769. We're talking about Twitter. We're talking about Matthew as at iRobotUJane. That's right. It's his favorite button. Buffy episode and it's amazing and if we're talking Daniel it's at DannyMax769 that's right and also you guys should be listening to Welcome to Deadcast it's the Goosebumps podcast and Matthew and Daniel host it you don't have to have read a single fucking Goosebumps book to really appreciate this podcast it helps if you have but if you haven't it's fine it's pretty fun Thank it's you for having us. This is this is one of my, if not my favorite podcasts. We're so ever. happy to have you back. Carry on. Thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you. Great. Yes, thanks. And until next time, carry, carry on. on. Good, great, excellent. Sam, it's a wrap.